Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. ...are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. You know, uh, it is just uh, amazing how it is that we're able to get such inspiration from things that are positive. And despite how terrible the world can be, we can rejoice in every victory that happens for young people, and for people in general, normally we want the dreams of the masses and the dreams of those around us to come true without any interference. And when things do come out right, we rejoice in a way that inspires us to keep believing that anything can happen. So today as we rejoice, in the lives of those 13 people uh, because of the humanity 
that took place because of the dedication and commitment by people who cared enough to do what they needed to do and had to do to make sure those young men survived inspires us all. No matter that we'll never meet these young men or this coach or any of the people involved in making sure their lives continued, we rejoice in the fact that people came together and were committed enough and cared enough to bring them out of a bad situation. And we should take from that an opportunity for us to see and recognize the role we play in making life worth living, that we ought to be inspired to make a difference in the lives of others just like they did in Thailand. It is so important for us to grasp at these straws so that we never let go of who we are and the commitment we have to life. These people were worth saving despite the one loss of life. They inspired a world that somehow does not understand the importance of those who find themselves in dire situations. So that when we find someone in a dire situation, that it becomes a little bit easier for us to lend a hand than to sit back and watch a life leave this earth. So, Cheryl, as we sit back and rejoice in what God calls us to do, we should better understand why it is so important for man to lend a hand for those who have find, who find themselves in a desperate situation. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, I know you're talking about the um, the rescue. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, it was almost like holding your breath until the last person got out. Um, it's such a amazing thing, the results um, for what these, and they had to have been brave, brave, you know, um, people and what all that they had to go through, these young men. Um, I could not even begin to imagine, would not want to imagine you know, what they went through, and just like you said, said, um, no matter what happened and how it happened, there was a common ground, and that was to rescue everybody who was trapped. (coughs) Excuse me. And the results is something to definitely cheer about. Now, we may hear about you know, all the technicalities and all of the other things later. But at this moment, in this time, there's definitely something to celebrate. And, um, you know, let's not take away from that moment in time, the celebration of the rescue. And um, the what was, what 
let you know that it was all about man and mankind was that there was no talk whatsoever about the cost that was involved in saving these boys. They were going to give, no matter what the cost was, the lives of these boys became important to the world. And uh, the time that it took uh, allowed all of us to really understand and and feel the hardship that these families were going through. But James, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your show. Um, I want to thank you for your show for um, being in touch, being in tune, being concerned enough to bring this subject matter uh, to the table today. Um, you know, I think it's miraculous uh, how we and the world uh, have shown concern for uh, individuals that we don't even know way on the other side of the world. Um, you know, and the fact that they were miraculously rescued. And 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 I saw I saw footage of them. They look great. They look great. Um you know um in a world especially in a world that's so grandiose. Um, and, and and everybody wanna be concerned about what they doing and and the achievement that they're making. Um for these for this situation to come out almost unscathed, um except for the life the life of the life lost by the diver. His life was lost. Um but for this to turn out in a in a positive way, I think it's miraculous. I really do. Um, especially in uh, in contrast now, in contrast when you got uh, and I got to put, put this in trying to make my point. Uh, when you got an, an administration that's bent on calamity and chaos all the time, and want to be in the forefront of the news all the time, uh, it's good to see that God still is in control. Still has all power, and uh, and and so for me, uh, it it is um, a, a breath of fresh air to know that God is watching, and no matter how dire things seems to be, even over here in the United States, God is still watching, and God still has a plan to do what He sees fit to do, and. And in a in a miraculous sense of the word, I think that God's still going to look a miracle out of this situation over here in the United States. So uh, it's just a, a strong confirmation for me, uh, for me personally, uh, at this time uh, in 2018. All right, James. So thank you. What is also a breath of fresh air is is that. In this instance, we find that there's nothing more important and more valuable than these 12 individuals and their coach. Uh, that at no point is it become a thing about color, a thing about your country. We become one in, 
and the love for humanity and recognize that we have to leave those people behind who cannot get away from trying to divide us from the love for life. We have one thing in common is that we are all trying to live our lives to the best of our abilities and shouldn't allow hatred and evilness uh, to take away from the life that we live. We should be learning to trust one another and be committed to living according to God's word than to be stressed out by these foolishness that we have to deal with on an everyday basis, Cheryl. We need to learn to grasp hold of this moment and understand the importance of living life without trying to to separate each other on the basis of nonsense. Well, yeah, you you um certainly correct when you say that. Um, and you know, I think that we do in general come together because if you notice, whenever there's um, any kind of catastrophe, you know, we don't pick and choose who we gonna help or what we gonna do. Um, our first reaction is always being helpful. Um, you know, there's been floods, there's been um, fires, you know, all of these things, and not one time have I heard, now I haven't heard personally, that somebody decide not to save somebody or help somebody due to whatever it is, their race, their religion, or what you know, whatever it may be. So I think that a lot of times we think too much. We think about um, keeping up the dislike for each other, and when we when something happens like this, we don't have time to think, and that's where we should naturally go with with our heart because you know, just like it was said, God made us to love each other, and we should no matter who it is, no matter what we don't have to like the things that they do but definitely show each other love. And in this case, it definitely was shown. You know, and I can recall many other incidents where trouble came and we pulled together for whatever the cause may have been. Now, once you had time to think about it and what you wouldn't have done and all that, it's too late. But our first instinct with the majority of people is to be helpful is to love each other. And what a beautiful place we would have if we all did this on an everyday basis and not wait until something comes along. Because that would please God more than anything than the mess and the chaos and all of these other things that is happening right now. So if we can take, like you know, like you say it, Cease this moment, um, reach out, and although we weren't able to personally be there to contribute or to do anything to help, make it a point 
to do something to help somebody and go out of your way and do it. And doing that means you may be very uncomfortable doing it. But, you know, somebody had to be uncomfortable at some time to help us or even our help is still yet to come. So, you know, I put that challenge out there to everyone. Get yourself uncomfortable. Make it a point to get out and help somebody, not somebody that is going to make you very comfortable doing it, but come out of your comfort zone and reach out to somebody or a situation that you don't have to know the meaning, the specifics about it, because sometimes we get a little too nosy and a little too judgmental. But somebody that's in need, that we can do something about it. Um, so that's my comment on that. It is truly worth us looking into why it is we are able to come together in emergencies but yet are so divided when it comes to uh, people just being hungry or being unemployed or, or being or seeking uh, a better life. Uh, you know, as Americans, we need to certainly reevaluate our commitment uh, to people and to understanding the hardship that they're dealing with when they desire desire to come to this country. Nobody would come here if it wasn't for the fact that they were in desperate straits uh, to fight the, the, the war of going through the desert, uh, giving uh, money that they don't have uh, to give, to come here unless it was because they were uh, find themselves in desperate situations. So when we have a heart for these 12 boys and their coach uh, miles away from us, we need to reflect on what it is that people are going through to try to fight for an opportunity to have a job, to fight for an opportunity to educate their children, uh, to fight for an opportunity to wake up and feel some joy about living. And what kind of poverty area are they coming from that they're willing to wage every last dime they have and fight through all of these elements to put their feet on the shores of America? So, D, you know, we need, we really need our administration and everybody in America to take a, a second look at who we are and why it is that we're being very selfish right now about our, our, our country and our opportunity. See, we were born into this opportunity, so it's kind of uh, easy to look at uh, others who as, as uh, the enemy but not understanding that these people just want a better life. Hold the answer to your question even before you answer it. And uh, the answer to your question is the comfort zone. Uh, the comfort zone is what holds 
most people back. Uh, it's the comfort zone that uh, keeps most people, and I say most, most people from excelling in life. Uh, it's the comfort zone that keeps most people from being awesome as an individual. Um, it's the comfort zone that the the comfort zone and the ego uh, they go hand hand in hand. Um, so the answer to your question is that America seems to be uh, embedded in their own comfort zone. Um, the lane that they seem to be uh, very comfortable in, they don't want no out. And, you know, uh, they call the Democratic Party and the Liberal Party uh, the progressives. And the progressives are the one that kind of go outside the box a little bit and try to find new and innovative ways of thinking and coexisting and things of that sort. I feel kind of comfortable in saying that. Um, but the conservative movement is exactly what it is. Uh, they, they're very conservative. They remind me, actually, of the Sadducees and, and the uh, Pharisees that don't want nothing new. Uh, they don't want to uh, interrupt the apricot. Uh, they reject any new ideas, uh, any new uh, ideology that could be very helpful in going forward. <laughs> and so, uh, but the comfort zone is the answer. Uh, we got to learn to get out of our comfort zone. Uh, that's where the challenge is. That's where the new frontier is, really. The new frontier is uh, to uh, challenge ourselves to get outside the comfort zone. And that will be my answer for that. You know, it's amazing to me uh, that we don't choose another avenue uh, to help countries uh, better themselves or to save these people that are dying every day. You know, it's amazing that we can get involved in the lives of these 12 young men because there there's an emergency. But don't see the everyday emergency that is happening in other countries, and that instead of spending billions of dollars on a wall to keep people out, maybe we need to spend some of that to help them people stay where they are. Uh, you know, it, it, it would be interesting to see if we could help people in those areas in South America who should be considered our brothers and sisters uh, to reestablish themselves as a country so that they could feel comfortable with staying where they are and fighting to get to this country. So to me, those billions of dollars uh, for a wall that can't breathe and that can't give assistance to anybody could be used to make life more comfortable or deal with some of those problems in other areas uh, to decrease their need to run to America. That would show humanity. That was the kind of humanity that was shown to those boys because we said at any cost, we wanted all 13 of them to get out of that cage. So if we're so interested in saving America, Maybe we need to invest in South America 
so that they can get rid of the crime and drugs that are coming to this country uh, by, you know, to feed our drug needs. Remember, it's our drug needs that are feeding the drug industry in these other countries. Uh, Joyce? I just got on, so I'm listening. So could you come back to me? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it is, it is just amazing to me that we don't see the greed in ourselves when we uh, don't have any humane humanity for some of these places like Brazil and uh, Honduras and all these in Mexico. You know, we, we seemingly – uh, we get along great with Canada uh, because we feel like they're our equal. Uh, so why is it, Joyce, that, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, why is it, Cheryl, that we cannot feel some sympathy? Me or Cheryl, I can answer that. I, I think we're a, okay. a, a selfish society right now, uh, America. And I don't know where uh, that that. It, it does not have humanity for no one uh, at this time, not even the ones who are living and born and raised here in the in the United States. Now, for uh, our president to, to put a debt on other countries, knowing that they aren't able to pay, and why, why not be the leader putting the most money out there? This guy is ridiculous. So he has no, no heartfelt feeling. And, 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 if you heard what he said today about uh, reuniting the immigrants that he has solely separated and don't know where half these parents and their kids are to, to, to reunite, what he said today, walking towards the plane, that's what they get for coming in this country. That, that teaches them a lesson. Do not come. Oh, if you don't come in, uh, this guy has no heart, no feelings. And it's a shame that a lot of Americans feel the same way. Where have the the heart gone? And where have the idea that we're supposed to be the leader and we love so much? This, this is ridiculous. So what tragedy is going to take to reunite us the way that we used to be? You remember when uh, Whitney Houston was singing uh, the National Anthem and everybody coming together with humanity? Where Somewhere we lost all of that. And with this president at the helm, he, he's leading towards a dictatorship. We don't see it. It's, that's what that's where we that's where we going. But by the time we wake up, you know, by the time we get the memo, it's gonna be. I don't know whether or not it's gonna be too late. But he's trying to rule this country the way that Putin and Korea is being being led. Think about it. Uh, he has no mercy on 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 the other countries as to. Uh, and to boldly, he wants them to hate him. He wants to be hated the way that he is because to him, he's showing Putin them power, you know, and he's still praising this guy, and he's going to meet separately with them, but then he sent a message ahead of his stuff today, and, and it's ugly. This is ridiculous. But I, I cannot understand why Congress and people who we put in office are not doing anything and standing up to this guy. And we really, really, really got to go to the polls and vote and get them out. Yeah, we 
you know, it's almost like friends need to come back and take their the Statue of Liberty back uh, because we don't we no longer deserve to have the Statue of Liberty sitting in uh, in New York when we're behaving the way that we're behaving and not recognizing that there's there's some we need to feel some empathy for immigrants who desperately are leaving their own country to come to some place where they can live a uh, life with a lot more joy. And it it is during this time as we look at these 12 young men and this coach who survived because people just forgot about anything else and put their lives first and that we need to do similar to recognizing uh, that we are one of the, the countries that a land of opportunity, and that's why people are coming here to get their lives on track. They want something. Nobody would come here not wanting something. Uh, this is someplace special for them to be, uh, somewhere where they can really gain an opportunity to get their dreams to come true. And we are just dealing with this, and so we're trying to keep keep these people away because they're going to take something from us. Cheryl? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, and when um, I think it was Joyce just said about, you know, being selfish, if I'm not mistaken, and I find that we are. You know, we we are not, um, it's like bringing back that humanity. But just like I was saying earlier, you know, we're thinking too much and not feeling, meaning, you know, just like what happened here, that the first instinct was to help and why we can't spread that everywhere when we find the need to help. Because there are so many people in a position to be able to help, but is that giving them the thought or giving them or to help them to rescue or whatever it may, may be, it's selfishness that's keeping you from doing that. And we all are here to be servants. And when we are not doing that, then we are being selfish. You know, and I can understand people saying, well, I work for mine, but what about if it's just one little thing that you can do to assist, to help a person to get to where they need to be, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, or anywhere. And that's what we are missing. We're missing the love. We're missing, you know, the love that we are supposed to have for each other. It's um, where we're only supposed to love those who we like or those who are close to us or those who act the way we want them to act. I mean, we should have the love and unconditionally love within us where we won't, we wouldn't have the anger and the frustration and all of these other things that we are dealing with today. 
and it's too much. It's a load, and we can tell because people are killing themselves. People are killing each other, um, and it's be you know too much. Because I mean, I just can't believe that people are that you know getting to that point with their own with their own selves. And I understand mental illness, but I know a lot of times the circumstances bring you to depression. And how do we get there? So that's what I think about um, Ed James. Reverend Smith, I'm so glad that you're on today because, you know, we were just talking about how inspiring it is that people came together and at all costs fought for the lives of those 12 boys and that one coach. But yet, on an everyday basis, there are people living in misery who we don't feel any love for, and these immigrants are wanting to come here just for an opportunity uh, to survive. It's amazing that the president and others would suggest that people would fight to come to a country, for the most part, just to be criminals. Most of these women and children are coming for an opportunity to live life in a better way, to come and be a positive part of our community. But yet, we don't see the need to try to be humane and loving and caring. More millionaires are created in America than any other place, but yet we want to not reach our hand out to help the poor and those who are trying to escape tyranny. Good evening to everyone. Um, Cheryl basically said it all when she said selfishness. Selfishness and the fact that every time that there's some sort of tragedy, we see a portion of the people coming together. Those same people that are hateful enough to want to keep others out of this country, I doubt if you're going to hear from them at all. Uh, And it's a sad commentary that we do have a demonic spirit from an individual who is supposed to be the leader of this country. But I do know that God is still in charge. But every time we have a tragedy, we always have everybody coming together, a lot of people coming together, let's put it that way. Uh, The thing that really bothered me about a lot of that uh, with the young men was that I don't remember hearing anything about any prayer visual by by the churches or uh, any of that nature, anything of that nature being spoken. I know we spoke about it on our prayer line and everything, but I think we're just being let down by people who walk around with their heads up in the air calling themselves Christians. And um, but they're just religious zealots, and it's a sad. It's very, it's very, very sad. And I, 
I, I once again go back to what Cheryl was saying. It's totally selfishness, totally selfishness as far as I'm concerned. And it's all also totally uh, about, like you were saying, about we are one of the richest countries. I don't think we are the richest. I think China is the richest country. But we are one of the richest countries. And we make billionaires and millionaires every day almost seem like anymore since the tech industry came into play. But we're, we're, we're all, it's all about us. It's all about us. When this is over, they will wait for another tragedy to occur, uh, almost tragedy. We just give honor, glory, and praise unto God that these 12 young men and their courts making 13 were able to get out of that cave. I pray daily that those boys would be rescued from that mess. And once they were found alive, I had no doubt in my mind that they would be rescued. Even when they were talking about the monsoons were coming, I just knew that there was a purpose behind how God allowed those young men to be caught up in that place that they were in. And then after 12 days, they were found alive, alive and kicking, sitting up on a, on a bank, a, a, a mound. And, and it's just a wonder. And what does it take for us, like Cheryl said, what does it take for us to love one another? What does it take for us to come together? I mean, the devil can love your best friend. The devil loves his, his henchmen. Anybody can love. Why can't we just love everybody? Why can't we just be thankful to God that we ourselves are blessed and be a blessing to somebody else? It's always, it's just too darn selfishness. I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm not depressed in any way, shape, form, or fashion about this because I know God got this. But I see so many people that are falling into depression, and it hurts me to see them. And I try to talk to a lot of people and let them know, don't let this foolishness that's going on now be the whole totality of your life. Because this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Because God still got it all under control. Back in your hands. (laughs) You know, it is it's amazing to me that we can have the riches that we have and all the opportunity that we have and want to deny it from people who are fleeing uh areas that are just horrific. Um D, let me just ask you, you know, when you sit and I'm not I don't want to be a socialist country. I like a capitalistic country because it gives you the opportunity uh, to make life better for yourself based on your commitment and dedication. But it doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, a a tyrant. It doesn't mean that you uh, can live without caring. Uh, You know, every time you turn around, there's enough ideas out there to make sure that people have an opportunity to work. And so there are new things coming on the market 
where we need new people to be employed every day. So why is it that our country uh, is just so bent on being, uh, you know, just like, I don't know a better word, selfish, uh, willing to take children from their uh, their parents? Now, where in the world can that be legal or be uh, humane where you would take an infant away from his his parents? But yet that's what America some of the leadership in America thought uh, would be uh, the best thing for those those kids. Well, James, uh, and hello, um, Ms. Joyce and Pastor Smith. Good to hear your voice again. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't always been like that. We, you know, we haven't always been like that up, up until now. Uh, uh, America has always been compassionate in, 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 in the better sense of the word. Uh, when you speak about how we could take some of those some of those millions that they're talking about building a wall with, and give it to countries to where they can sustain themselves, uh, well, that could happen, uh, and it has happened. Um, uh, there are most countries in this world that, un- that that's under a dictatorship. Uh, the people of those said countries uh, they are very envious of our democracy being able to vote and, and choose their leaders. Um, they they would love, they want to mimic what we do. It, it hasn't been up in, until here lately that the the leader of this country uh, throws the, the middle finger up at everybody and, and, and make an embarrassment of our democracy. Uh, that had just started to happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so, you know, when when Pastor Smith and Michelle uh, asked why isn't there more love, where, well, uh, I, the current administration is showing nothing but selfishness, you know. Uh, you know, I didn't hear of the United States sending over aid and help of any kind uh, to over uh, to Thailand. You know, uh, this administration has and we'll continue to miss more opportunities to try to rectify their action, but they won't do it because it's just not in them. You know, they, they didn't, uh, they hadn't, I, I haven't heard any, uh, when Pastor Smith speak of a vigil or even the mention of, um, of the rescue efforts, uh, if the administration has said something about it, it surely hadn't said nothing about it today about them being rescued. I've had, all I've heard, all I've heard today is about the, the, uh, Supreme Justice pick that he's made, and right. you know, so you know, uh, so uh, another missed opportunity uh, by this administration. And I, I just bring him up. I bring them up as as in contrast uh, to how things are supposed to be. You know, uh, when we speak of the, uh, the love of Christ and the compassion that Amen. Christ had, you're not gonna see that out of this administration. And 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 his party don't really care nothing about that. They nope. they you know when, when it was posed the question, well, what about the the moral issues that he has, this that and the other? They're quick to say, well, we just want to leave. So that goes to show you they don't care nothing about your the, the compassion or the empathy that we're trying to express. And I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just trying to say all that to make a point. Thank you. What's so amazing to me. Joyce, is that 
we we can we can live a lie. That we can live um, the thought that we are somehow morally superior to other places because we we value life so greatly, and that we're supposed to be the melting pot of races where everybody can can uh, reach their dreams, but at the same time we are now displaying some uh, detriment to those those beliefs that somehow now put a wall around ourselves and protect our 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 money away from those who are trying to steal it. That's that's true because now never before had we had a, a egotistical president like the one that we have now. Uh, he's only seeking power for himself and family only. He does not care about the Constitution of the United States. He doesn't care about the people that live in the United States. He doesn't care about nothing but self-preservation, and that's what he's building his platform, and that's who he's all about. It's a shame that his followers cannot see the the, the big picture, and they go along with that. Uh, it's going to take a huge tragedy, and I don't know what that is to wake up America, because right now it's, it's, it's being scarred, the land of the free. Uh, everyone don't want to go here. For the, 4th of, for the 4th of July, you couldn't get me to wear red, white, and blue. I used to love Amen. to wear that. I mean, that's a big holiday. That's all we wanted to do, red, white, and blue. You don't see yep. none of your neighbors with those flags out. They're scared to do it, because that's not who we are as a country anymore. And anyone afraid to show their real patriotism because they're afraid of what really getting hurt. Huh. So what would we need to do? Uh, I don't know the answer to this because uh, you indicated, uh, D, uh, someone that, you know, you get beat down. I get beat down so much sometimes on even on, on what is going on in the news. It hurts. It, it just hurts because you feel like you're so helpless. Yes, and does. some days, you know, I, I can't even come on because I'm hurting and I'm sick inside because, you know, it's just what I'm looking at every day, what what, what we're dealing with as a people. You know, this racism, this hatred, it showed and everybody is trying to retaliate because of Obama. That's what this President Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. But people don't see it. Now, what has going to happen, what they've indicated is this uh, health care. But they, they don't know that the same Obamacare is the health care that they're trying to say that they won't. That's how stupid that they are, we as Americans. Mm-hmm. I say we because I'm a part of, uh, of America, too. But as far as loving what we need to be, we're, we're not the number one country no more. And it's a country no. where, and he's trying to get it so where people don't want to come to the country. But he doesn't know that this country was built on the backbone of nothing but immigrants. Immigrants. The only ones who are not immigrants are the Indians who we took the country from. Amen. Now, if, and if he had his way, he'd try to get rid of them, and he sure would try to get rid of you ha, and me, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's for sure. So, what are we going to do about this guy? We got to pray. We got to do some hard praying. I'm serious because he is the devil. If you ever seen one, 
He right. he has no heart, no heart. He has That's no right. heart, and I I cannot understand how he has the followers that he has, and everybody's afraid of him. Now to this day, I haven't seen his taxes, but we sure had to do ours by April fifteenth. Hello, mm-hmm. you don't know what this guy's all about. He's a pretty phony, but no one questioned, and everybody forgot to ask him what about showing his taxes. This is ridiculous. He's getting away with everything. So God is doing this, but like you say, change is going to come. We got to pray and ask him yes, to hurry up with that change. Yes. We need it. But like he said, yes. ask, and it will be given. But we better start doing good. some asking, and we need to do that. Yes. Thank you. Cheryl, as we uh, go through this turmoil of having these different feelings related to our commitment and dedication and love for our country, because we honestly, those of us who are willing to look honestly at the direction that this administration has taken us in, realize that we're not the beacon of hope that we used to be. Uh, that now we want to turn the light out and uh, no longer wish uh, to be that beacon of hope and for others who were suffering. And uh, that's what truly made us special, is that we were a beacon of hope to everyone. I remember in the 70s uh, when I was getting ready to go to college uh, that I was filled with hope and aspirations of what it was that I could I could do and the role that I could play. Uh, But now I see uh, that this man is taking us in a direction that I never knew was possible, that I never thought that we would be the place uh, that would deny immigrants uh, the opportunity to experience the success that we, those of us, know. Well, you know, you're talking about you, um, so many of us um, didn't see it really coming. I mean, we were sleeping, and if we were awoke, we really would have seen it coming, and we really would have gotten out in full force. But, you know, so many people kept saying they want change, they want change, they want change. Well, while the ones who were sleeping, the ones who wanted change snuck right on in, and they did what they had to do. And meanwhile, now we're here, if we want change, we're going to have to do what we need to do. And although we can't do anything on the top right now, we can definitely do it locally, and we can continue to do that. We can continue to let our voices be heard with action behind it. And just like I said before, when our election come up here, that um, I have solicited to churches and um, to different groups where people are going to get together, where they'll know who they're voting for, what they're voting for, and the things that's on the ballot will be explained. And their voices will be able to be heard within the community where that would go even further and further until we can start getting some major action. Because just like Joy said, nobody has done anything. 
and is that everybody is in fear or just being still not wanting their job to be jeopardized and their livelihood to be jeopardized. So instead of doing something, they're not doing nothing. And when we don't do anything about something that's happening, we're with the majority of saying it's okay. And you can say, well, I didn't say it's okay, but you didn't say it wasn't. And you didn't do anything about it to make anything different. So we have to be consistent with the things that we do because now we know what we are faced against. So we don't. We want to stay wide awoke, be very alert, you know, not sleeping again, preparing ourselves for the next round. And that's what we got to do, make sure we're preparing ourselves for every round that there is that we don't be knocked out. D, you know, um, we... You know, I, I just love the the conversation that we're having because it, it allows me to know that we uh, cannot stay on the sidelines. We cannot allow ourselves to be quiet, like uh, Cheryl says, that we, we have to have a voice that screams out loud about what type of country we want to be. And we can no longer allow people to... Uh, take away our role that we play in this world. There's a reason why that statue is in New York City in the harbor. It is a reason why we want to be uh, the rescue place for people who really want something different in life. You know, you have people who come here and work and send their money back home because they want to be make life better, not only for themselves, uh, but for the people they love. And why are we now wanting to deny the opportunity that God has given us to others? I think D got kicked off. Reverend Smith, uh, why don't you deal with that? You know, why all of a sudden uh, we have uh, propelled ourselves uh, to this place, and uh, I think I got D back. D, I want you to just speak about why is it that we want to deny people the opportunity not only to feed themselves by working here, but sending their money back home and try to label these people as criminals. Well, James, you know, uh, I work, I, I'm down here in uh Southeast Georgia, and you're in South Georgia, and and Michelle is also, and you know, and when you look at the uh, uh, the Spanish community that comes to America, uh, it's obvious uh, you can tell that all they want is a chance. Uh, all they want is a chance that that wasn't given them in their own country. You know, they come here and they start at the very very bottom. And then uh, in, in a year or two time, they escalate to something better. They, they'll go out there and they'll pick the peppers, they'll, they'll pick uh, watermelon and tomatoes and all kind of stuff, and they do the work they don't, they want nobody else to do anymore. And, and then they escalate, they send the money back, and then they learn English, and then 
the next cycle in their life, they become secretaries or foremen or thoughtless drivers and stuff like that. So all they want is just a chance. Now, and you ask the question, why do we want to deny them that? It wasn't until here lately that the epitome of what selfish is has been has been uh, exemplified the most. Selfish, you know. And look, and past administrations, first the first lady of all other presidents were the ones to keep the presidents in check to make sure that they had some kind of uh, humanitarian conscience about themselves. Now. The first, the current first lady, as sweet as she is, she can't handle this pain, and so that 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 consciousness that I'm talk, uh, that I'm talking of is it, just not there. It's not present. So um, when Miss Joyce say it's going to take a real situation to jolt, and I say that as in the way of electricity, to jolt the people that seem to be uh, blind. To what's really going on, it's going to take a real issue. And so if that's God's plans, I'm all with it. Thank you. You know, it's amazing to me uh, that we somehow, Reverend Smith, uh, you know, are going through this process where there are people who are denying what is real and what is true. You know, when you have a president calling these people, both uh, both the Haitian people and the um, and the Spanish people, uh, share, suggesting that they're rapists, they're criminals, and all these other things. And when I look at, just like DJ said, when I look out there and I look at these people, I see people who are becoming valedictorians in their classes. I went to Jones High School now uh, years ago, and the Haitian students are now becoming uh, very prominent in the different areas of the school where they're becoming the valedictorians and the salutatorians and working hard to go to college. And a lot of times we recognize a lot of these immigrants work harder uh, than the present citizens uh, because the citizens had it too easy. These guys are out there fighting and clawing uh, to get the best of what America has to give uh, because uh, they're hungry. And so one of the things we need to do is reestablish that hunger for education, that hunger for that these immigrants come with. So you know, when he's trying to badmouth them, a lot of them are displaying a lot of commitment and dedication to the things that America is supposed to care about. Yeah, James. Um, American people itself, God is not pleased with us as a whole. I'm just going to put it like that. God is definitely not pleased with us. We've had opportunity after opportunity to do certain things, to make things a little bit better here and a little bit better there. But we we were so complacent until um, we didn't seem to care. We had our little $2, and we had our little uh, running board cars and and, and a, and a two-bedroom home or five-bedroom or whatever, 
and we 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 became complacent, and now look at what's happening to us. Any time in our lives, in your life, my life, and anybody else's life, when you become complacent and you're not watching what's going on around you, you will see a big, big thing start happening. And the next thing you know, you look up, the storm is almost over the top of your head. And this 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 individual that I won't even don't even want to call his number or his name, but this individual came into this presidency with that attitude that he was going to. I really believe this with all my heart, soul, and mind, that he was going to destroy everything, number one, that Obama had done. Secondly, every person of color was going to be put in their place and on a back, what they called their place, where is our place, on a back burner. Unfortunately, not unfortunate, but unfortunately, for us, he's got a lot of sissies up there working with him. A lot of They're not men. Because men, regardless of what, and, and I heard Cheryl say something similar herself because she was saying, where are the people? And Joy said it too. Where are, the, where are those individuals that are supposed to be putting him in check? That these people that are coming to better themselves, people been coming to this country all of our lives, all our lives. And now all of a sudden, he gets into the seat and he decides what ones he wants to come in. Everybody else is uh asshole countries or something else. This is it's, we we we're into a situation now where there's no one can change this but God. We can we can we we've let it go it's too it's gone too far. We put ourselves in this position. I don't care what we say, we put ourselves and basically I go right back to it again, the churches who sit up on our behind and let the evangelical churches dictate what was going to happen. And they did it, and they got what they want. Now, this man is, is performing just like uh, the Antichrist would do. But everybody knows he's not the Antichrist, even though he wants to be the top dog forever. But God's got something for him. But it's not going to happen right now because we've got to go through this. God want us to go through this. Maybe we will look up, like you said, James, and we'll start looking at each other and loving each other better and helping each other and trying to do the right thing for a change. Trying to do the right thing for a change instead of all this foolishness that we're putting ourselves and our children and our country and everybody else through. This is our country. I don't care what nobody says. I didn't come from Africa. I didn't. I wasn't born over there. I was born right here, and as far as I'm concerned, this is my country, and nobody's going to run me out of it. And those people that are coming over here, they're welcome as far as I'm concerned. I would love to see them come to try to make a better life for themselves because we don't seem to be caring about it. Like you said, James, and this is true, most of them that you see up there, most of the valedictorians, salutatorians, and others, they were they were from the Latin countries or Asian countries, and that's a, that's just a true fact. 
And we have to recognize at some point, Joyce, uh, that we, you, you know, blessings come from the blessings that we have received. I believe has been because we were doing the right thing, that we were right. attempting to uh, try to be the right type of country. And now you got these people so engrossed in trying to to uh, decide who has the right to come here. We never checked like that. We never said, okay, we only want the smart ones. We only want the rich ones. Uh, that's not who we've been. Uh, richness has come because we've taken advantage of those who were starving, who were willing to fight and scratch uh, to be successful. And that's what I thought it was all about. It was about committing and dedicating yourself to doing and using the gifts that God has given you and aspire to greatness. Uh, not just taking those who have uh who have not, uh, you know, Donald Trump ain't never fought for nothing. He never had to commit himself to nothing. I mean, Lord no. knows I had a very intelligent daddy, uh, but he wasn't in no position to give me no million dollars or no six million or whatever. I mean, if that was the case, if everybody was able to give their kids that kind of money, uh, there would be no fail- no failures around here, Joyce. And so we need people who are willing pull themselves, when he talk about pull yourself up by your bootstrap, he, he never did that. He don't know nothing about that. That's true. And and the way that he want to run this country is like a third world country. It's, it's the way that he want to run the United States is what we was looking down on other countries as to how they treat That's their right. citizens. The only right. thing different is that he's not shooting them with a gun to their head. But to separate them from their their, their people and not knowing where your mom is and you might not never see your mom anymore. I mean, who would strip someone like that? You have no heart. But, like you say, it's not over and God is in control because you know what the outcome is going to be. Every last one I'm going to get paid. They're going to pay for this. They're going to be just like the Chinese. In the end, these people are going to get paid. That's what's going to happen. Because that's what's gonna that's gonna be God's way. Because for what He's done for them, He's gonna make them pay. The United States is gonna pay dearly, and they're gonna pay. They're gonna pay financially. So you watch the outcome of this. They might be down, but it's not over. Because that's they're true. gonna have. They're gonna rise up. These are their people. God's people. They will rise up. But like I say, that everyone who's following this president. They're going down a dark hole. But I, sure I, I, I have no respect for none of the congressmen. If they're not fighting to stand up for the little ones who can't fight for themselves, that's what the United States is supposed to be about, America. Standing right. up, fighting for the ones who can't fight for themselves. But instead, we're kicking them. We're kicking them. This dude is kicking them. And what he said is that you shouldn't get, you shouldn't come over here illegal. This is what you get. What what president would say that? I mean, what yeah. president would say that? And and my thing is, like you say, the church has failed us because I mean, you need to take the lead, you need to step it up. But most of them, they on ego trips. Everybody got too comfortable, just like you said, and like a daisy. Yes, so yeah. who cares? It, you know, it's all about me. It's the me too, 
and it's the wrong meat too. The United States have have take have have approached. It's the wrong meat too. You see, it's all about me, and they need to. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have never been that way. You know, we, we should be about a community love. It's ridiculous. Right now, hey, I don't trust none of my neighbors n- no more. We used to be able to communicate and the whole bit. We don't have conversation because I know who you are. Uh-huh. I still see, I still see that chain around Hillary's neck with, with black and white on. So that uh-huh. has told me I can't walk my dog the way I used to walk my dog during the morning time. Afraid to. So my dog has to run in the backyard. So it's, it's a shame that you have to be afraid, but yes, I am, because I'm in a community where there aren't any like me who I can rely on. My next-door neighbors are Mexican, so we look out for each other. But as far as walking this neighborhood, I won't do it no more because it's permanently white, and that's sad. It's sad to see. So when I'm looking at you, I'm looking through you because I see you all differently now because your president has dictated to me as to how to address you and deal with you. And that is really, we are really sad. We we like a third world country. It, it's just really, and the only thing that he has not done is put a bullet to people's head. Man. And that's the difference. All right, uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and give everyone an opportunity to say their final word. God bless you all. Mm-hmm.
Day, the host of Talks, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that your voice can be heard more than a couple of blocks away. We're here so that your voice can be heard around the world. We need you to call in at 657-383-0309, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in so that your voice can be heard without interruption. Uh, Joyce, what is your final thought this evening? Uh, well, my final thought is is that we are a survival uh, uh, society. We will survive, in, and to me, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Might be rough, but there's always a rainbow on the other side. So we have to keep praying up and looking forward to it. Uh, Cheryl, your final thought this evening? Very good show, Um I am happy to hear the success of the um those that got out um you know and I really believe that if we don't lose focus the things that we talked about the um this evening that we can definitely make a difference and not only not losing focus but also putting those things to action um because what I always say you know whatever we do we can always do more all right. Uh, D, your final thought this evening. I know you're out there, D. All right, D got knocked off. Well, I want to thank all of you for your continued uh, support. I look forward uh, to you uh, being with me tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. At six five seven three eight three zero nine, excuse me, zero three zero nine. I want us to make sure that we let our voices be heard loud and clear without interruption. All right, G. What was your final thought? Hey, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what's going on, but look, I want to uh, echo the sentiments of Miss Joy in knowing that, um, you know, we we are living in a evolving time. Um, things are way more different than we ever known in the past. Um, I want to also let her know that uh, her neighbors are, are the group that are not very apologetic. Uh, they will actually not say anything, but they, they, they will have a change of heart but you just won't know it. In that, uh, I would I would encourage you to continue to walk your dog and give your give your dog some space, and you go out and enjoy life like you used to. Thank you. All right. See all of you tomorrow at six o'clock p.m. on Eastern Time. Again, six five seven three eight three zero three zero nine, where we let your voice be heard loud and clear without interruption. Help your children And don't let them fall By the side Of the road 
This organization is the most vicious this world's ever seen.
Amen. 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 Amen.